0: Welcome to another edition of Central Indiana Today. My name is Shane Ray. I am your host. So glad to be back in the chair here. Today, my guest is, this is a little bit like Deja Vu. Now, she was here. A lot of you listeners know that uh, this station was modeled on uh, uh, an AM station that we had here in the building called Radio Brownsburg, and this lady was here. How many years ago did we decide? About three to four years ago? I would
1: say about four years ago. Okay.
0: And you were here talking about what we're going to be talking about, at least partially, what we talked about then, which is, of course, we have a whole bunch of new listeners now, but... Your name used to be Jenny Purcell. It's no longer that.
1: That's not. No, I I was married. I am married. And that whole thing where you have to give up your name, I guess not everyone has to give up their <laughs> name. But now it's Browning. So, mm-hmm. but yes, but I will always answer to Purcell and uh, acknowledge my roots. So yes, either one, Jenny Purcell, Jenny Browning.
0: Okay, perfect. Anyway, and you're with the American Dairy Association.
1: Absolutely. Uh, American Dairy Association, been there for our nine years so, and work on behalf of Indiana's dairy farmers.
0: Excellent. Let's go all the way back. And some of these questions I asked you all those years ago, so to speak, but what made you decide to get involved in the American Dairy Association?
1: Well, uh, my background is in dietetics. I have a degree from Ball State. Yay. Chirp, chirp, yes. Um, <laughs> an undergrad in exercise physiology and a master's in dietetics. And uh, the Dairy Association works a lot with um, health professionals and dietitians to make sure that they're providing sound um, nutrition information, and dairy is one of the um, one of those foods that dietitians love because of the the nutrition that it holds. So, I was very interested in working there, and the communications and dietitian job opened up, and I couldn't be more thrilled to like. Oh yes, I hope I get the job, and I did. So
0: <laughs> now, be- because you've been there so long, what is it that uh, you that it, that holds you in? What endures you to to the to this job?
1: Well, at first. Like I said, it was the nutrition. So I love dairy and not, you know, cheese, who doesn't love cheese, but really just (laughs) the nutrition in it. Um, Then over the years, it became a love for dairy farmers and dairy farming. So to see the dairy farmers work so hard 24 7 and um, just how proud I am to work on their behalf. and, And I learned so much more. I had to admit to them, I had never set foot on a dairy farm, but now there's been a lot of dairy farms I've visited and I learned something each time and really what stands out is their dedication and their values and um, their love for what they do because it is such hard work.
0: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that and some of your duties there. One of them is traveling around. Do you go all over the state?
1: Yep, we cover the whole state. So um, so just for June Dairy Month, we're actually going, it's up um, north of Fort Wayne. We'll be featuring a farm up there and then we have farms, you know, all the way down to Evansville. So we do kind of travel everywhere and usually dairy farmers um, have picked a spot out in the middle of nowhere so it's always really peaceful and quiet when you're um, used to living in the city that's for sure
0: sure as far as the dairy farms go what do you find uh, from the time you started what are some of the big changes that you've seen all the way up to this point
1: well, um, one big change is a lot of um, technology being used. So yeah. we've seen when I first started, I believe there was only, um, I don't know, there could have been one or two robotic milkers, but mm-hmm. now that's becoming more common for family farms that um, maybe they they can't afford more workers or don't want to incorporate somebody else to where they can get a robotic milker and the cows can go as they please and get milked whenever they want. And it's something so where they... Um, don't have to have that labor cost.
0: Now, let's talk a little, just for clarification, for the folks at home. Being at the American Dairy Association, even though you deal with cows, you're not. You don't have anything to do with, the, let's say, the Cattle Association or anything oh, beef? like that. Beef, no, yes, I'm sorry, we
1: we are friends with the beef people, um, but no, we don't work for the Beef Council or Cattlemen's. But we know them and sure. um, we love them. But yeah, so just dairy. So you think about dairy. It's the milk. So anybody who provides um, milk, and that could be made, f- you know, products that come from there—delicious cheese, butter, yogurt, ice cream—which we're number two in the the nation for ice cream production. Mm-hmm. So go Hoosiers. <laughs> um. So yes. Yeah, so milk. You're thinking about cow's milk.
0: Yes. yes. Uh, and it's only cow's milk that uh, you that the American Dairy Association yes. deals with. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Now, as far as uh, let's say the different things. Things that you've seen done with milk as far as the different kinds of cheeses, things, uh, the different kinds of milk, I mean, uh, as far as desserts, all of that kind of stuff. Is there one that uh, has maybe, what's the word, piqued your interest, so to speak, and you thought, wow. I didn't expect that to happen.
1: Oh, they've tried. So that's one thing I think about dairy. The, the innovation mm-hmm. has also. So that's one change I think I've also seen is the innovation of all the different dairy foods. And there's so many choices. I guess what I've, I've been shocked is the number of choices of cheeses. Yes. I think maybe that. And I don't have a specific. But y- if you can dream it up, there's a cheese out there for any flavor. You know, I've seen coffee. I've seen different fruits and cheeses. And I think that's um, amazing. And then I guess for the milk, they're doing different things with milk. So you have um, Fair Life, um, which is from the creators of Fair Oaks Farms, actually up in north um, Indiana. They are doing Mm -hmm. their Fair Life product. It's a lactose-free product. And they're doing more innovation of how they actually get that lactose out. So they filter it out. It's a different process.
0: Yeah. I'm going to try to come back. I'll try to remember to come back to that. But uh, Well, since you're on it, I'll just go ahead and say it. The lactose thing. Uh, I mean, when I was little, when I was younger, there was you never heard that term lactose free or, or lactose intolerant or whatever. And now uh, the, the dairy farm, the of course, I guess you know more specifically who is responsible, whether it's the farmers or or the research. But the the dairy is becoming more accessible. To anyone with these kind of um, uh, problems with uh, uh, digesting and uh, uh, what's the word with the lactose, lactose yeah. yeah so
1: lactose is the sugar the natural sugar occurring in in milk it's not added sugar and sometimes people um, lack lactase which is really the enzyme that helps break down that um, sugar so when we can't sometimes there's uncomfortable feelings of bloating sure. all that so basically um, just really finding the consumer's demands and what they, what they want. And I think that's, what's been the innovation where they're making more of the lactose free products so that they can still enjoy dairy. It's still cow's milk still has all the same nutrition. It's just minus the lactose.
0: Yeah. And getting back to the cheese, what I was going to say was I have seen uh, some news reports lately on uh, some, some of the Sunday morning type programs and things like that. What they do with cheese is just amazing to me when you finally when when you've take time to understand that how it's made how long it takes that kind of stuff how many different kinds are it's not only you know uh, it's not just the dairy but uh I mean I'm sorry it's not just uh, cow's milk there's all kinds of other
1: Absolutely. that's yeah. made from
0: other kinds of milk but how long it takes and um the different uh Smells and feel and all, oh, the, yeah. all the testing that's involved.
1: It, it's funny. So all the different uh, taste and and the textures and so a lot of people think I'm an expert at cheese boards or something. <laughs> so they'll ask me all this, and so I had to Google um, some of it because I know a lot about maybe something so maybe not specifically how to create Mm -hmm. the the perfect cheese board but I know a little bit now but I think also with cheese you think about the protein and maybe some, some of the dairy fat that's in cheese but that's another thing that's we're showing some research and that's new is that they say butter is back, but actually there is something to where we were kind of scared of the butter Right. to where it's something that now maybe we should embrace because they're finding that there's either um, a neutral to maybe even a positive effect of dairy fat. So it's not showing any kind of cardiovascular negative effects. So there's ongoing research, but it's one of those things where like, whew, that's good news. So.
0: I think we kind of went through that with eggs for, yes, a while yes, so oh, eggs are terrible, and then they said, You know what they're not so bad once we did a little more research it's
1: and it's frustrating to all the everybody out there it's like, just tell me what to eat, so I think <laughs> my dietitian hat and even the dairy hat off, I would just say everything in moderation yes and and your you're fine exercise, eat from the all the
0: food groups. Yeah, like no longer should I come home from school and eat a stick of butter like I used to, right. you know, like a well, candy bar. you know, if you want.
1: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's my dairy hat on. But, yes, no, you should not eat a stick of butter. Did you do that? No. Okay. I'm sure there, it's, it's tasty, so I'm sure there are people who have.
0: <laughs> oh, but, yeah, just peel that, that paper back and, you know, oh, yeah, cartoons are on. I'll That's eat a good. stick like of butter.
1: like Snickers bar, yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, we were poor. We didn't have candy bars, but we had sticks. Of butters, so.
1: yeah, yeah, you got some nutrition, I'm sure, in there, so exactly, yeah.
0: Well, let's get into a little bit more about uh, the different things that the American Dairy Association is involved with. And of course, coming up most uh, actually, it'll be later this month, uh, is uh, the Indy 500, right?
1: Absolutely, so that's probably one of my favorite times. It's so exciting, not only is it you know, the, the month of May, um, in Indiana, but it's also that, um, traditional drink of milk at the end of the race. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Indy 500, so big in traditions and they really embrace that. And just thank you, Louis Meyer, who started <laughs> this tradition in the 1930s with buttermilk of all things. Mm. Um, now we have a, a place at the race with our dairy farmers. So actually two dairy farmers helped deliver that milk to the winning driver.
0: That's excellent. Now, and the thing with uh, the 500 is it gets worldwide attention. And so, therefore, the American Dairy Association can be first and forefront, you know, I mean, foremost, whatever. When that race is over and they're turning that bottle up, the racers are turning that bottle up. You know, it's always about where did you get that bottle of milk? Oh, let me tell you, sit down, grab a stick of butter. I'll tell you. (laughs)
1: You Yes. (laughs) Wash this down with a bottle of milk. (laughs) So, And and that's what it's really fun to see that a lot of people, um, they visited the dairy farmers, um, their farms and took a tour to where it's obviously racing in the spotlight. And then now they're, they're interviewing a dairy farmer. So we always have the rookie milk person Mm -hmm. who will follow in the, the, milk person's spot and they give the bottles to the chief mechanic and the team owner. And then when you're the milk person, you're year two, you give the bottle to the winning driver. So Mm -hmm. what you have to do, we pull the drivers to see what milk they would like. So and their options are, People think it's exciting, but it's very either fat-free, 2% or whole. And then so when they see the drivers and they're, they're neck and neck, they're trying to see who has uh, you know, what percentage, and they make sure that they get that um, very ice-cold bottle of milk yeah. of their choice.
0: Is it always white?
1: It's always white. Uh, there was some question before. I know Danica in the past had requested chocolate, um, and, which is a great recovery drink. It has all the carbs and protein electrolytes. Mm-hmm. So... But I think it comes down to what would be better in photographs at the end of the race. But um, I don't know if that's out of the question um, for the future, but for right now, we're going with traditional white.
0: Yeah. How about uh, lactose-free? Anyone ever requested that?
1: They haven't, but if somebody is lactose intolerant, we'd be happy to provide it.
0: Yeah. Thanks. And now, how do you go about choosing these people uh, that bring the milk, the the milk guys? The milk guys.
1: So yeah, it was milkmen, and then now we have a lot of uh, ladies that are in there, so we Mm -hmm. just call them milk people. So if you have a better idea what to call them you let me know but um yeah so we choose them the the board our board of dairy farmers for the dairy association um selects them so it's kind of a, a peer selection around the state uh, probably the requirements is they have to talk to media because they'll and welcome people on the farm because they get a lot of that yeah um and time commitment because there's a lot of time commitment to, to it but and yeah. just be excited about it which they always are
0: and how much time do you personally get to spend at the track
1: Oh, probably the week leading up a lot. We do the Fastest Rookie Luncheon the Mm -hmm. Tuesday before – and we do a, a media tour with the milk people.
0: And you come to great radio stations like this. Week.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, I have my own personal media tour and we talk about it. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that week before is, is probably the busiest. Uh, and the Saturday before the 500 Festival Parade, they mm-hmm. actually have their float and they are the stars, the celebrities of the, the dairy float, the two um, dairy farmers.
0: Now, as, um, as May goes into June, that is, uh, is it ice cream month?
1: June is Dairy Month. Dairy
0: Month. Okay, yeah. i I mean, sorry. we
1: celebrate all year long, so we just make up, no, and it, it's actually officially <laughs> June Dairy Month, but there is a day for everything. Um, so we celebrate. We usually host a, a dairy farm tour. I'd mentioned that we're, we're going up north this year before it was in Frankton um, last year at Williamson Dairy. And really, we just find ways to really celebrate dairy. So, um, so that's very exciting. Yeah. And then we move into July, which is ice cream month. Yeah, as that's well.
0: that's what I was thinking. Yes, that's uh, it's uh, it's I don't even know what the word is. It's dangerous to have too much, uh, any ice cream in our house because that whole moderation thing we were talking about, yeah. it's out the window when it comes to ice cream.
1: We call that a trigger food where you can't stop. So, yeah, <laughs> ice cream's is a, a good trigger food, um, but also very good. It's uh, hard, I guess, at, at moderation at, at times. But if you go to, we have an ice cream social. It's always the second Friday. Of July downtown on the Circle, where you there is no moderation. It, it's three dollars for a huge, huge bowl of ice cream, and the proceeds go to Big Brothers Big Sisters. So.
0: Okay. Now, mm-hmm. is it some some place different every time, or is it always? It's
1: always on the the okay. Circle. Just um. Central. I just we've always done it that way. I mean, from since I've been there, sure. Uh, we do bring um, a dairy cow, so instead of going to the farm, we bring the farm to you, and just try to have a really celebratory type of um, carnival feel, I guess, for three hours um, on right there downtown. You know, on yeah. the circle.
0: Now, before we get into July and August activities, you mentioned bringing a cow <laughs> into the into the circle. Now, yeah. I would assume you get a lot of kids who. Probably have never seen a cow in person. And this is, do do they get to touch it, pet it, whatever? They
1: do. So we have a calf and a cow usually. And we do this also at the Rookie Luncheon for Mm -hmm. any of those rookie drivers that have not seen a cow as well. (laughs) Um, But yeah, a lot of people have. We've been to farms before where maybe not older kids, but smaller kids think it's a pig and they don't know. So a lot of, why would, you know, only 2% of the population actually farm? So why would, you know, they probably haven't seen a cow up close.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously the listeners don't know it. I kind of smiled and snickered when you said that because I'm from the country. right? Even though we didn't have cows, I knew people who had cows. and uh, No you know. big
1: deal, right? You're like, right. oh yeah, that's a they cow. They were
0: everywhere. right? But then when I go to the big city, quote unquote, the big city, <laughs> right. and I'm wondering, oh, you mean you pay a, a car to drive you around? You know, like a taxi. I'm like, what is the purpose of that? Uh, right? They said, that's that's the only way we get around. It's a whole different culture and, uh, and upbringing when it comes to stuff like that. And so you're able to uh, like you said, bring the farm to the big city for these kids, or uh, or even the adults. I'm sure there are a lot of adults who had never oh, even seen a cow yeah. in person,
1: or just know where. And again, I think that's one of our our um. Our goals is to connect the people to where their food comes from. I think even more than ever today, people are very interested and have questions about their food, how it's raised, how it's produced, and how it gets to their table or to the store. So that's one of our goals is to talk to a dairy farmer, come to the farm. let's, Let's answer your questions and let's show you how ice cream is made and let's show you how milk gets from the farm to your table
0: since we 're on that subject, do you find that uh, you do need to educate a lot of people that i mean are and i don 't mean this in a derogatory way but they 're just clueless on how all of this stuff is actually done that actually does come from a living animal on and, and you know uh it, it they find that uh they have they have no idea how it actually works. They think it's made in a factory or something like that. Am I correct?
1: They do. So I, I know there was some kind of survey to where they. I don't think a lot of people even knew what yogurt was made of, yeah. and so we take that for granted. And I think also, so I started work before social media was really popular, and right. so I've been through that. So now I think that's what we're battling. A lot of people seeing stuff online, um, and then believing it to be true. So there's a lot of misinformation out there. And so I think a lot of people have opinions, food, and even more, I think it's becoming it's a very passionate topic right. people are and so they might have ideas about something about how their food is created and it's it's completely false so it's one of those things where they're really interested they don't know where to get the information so i think that's the best they can take information from us but really if you go to the farm or ask the farmer you're you're then deciding you're getting the information mm-hmm. firsthand
0: i'm assuming you yourself have milk cows
1: I, uh, yes, I have. I have. <laughs> you have to. I think it was after a few years I've been there like I got to make this happen because I've been asked probably at radio station or somebody mm-hmm. like, "Oh, have you milked a cow?" and I hadn't. So, yes, hand milking, which is now kind of not something they do today where they usually have a milking machine where you sure. kind of it's very quick and easier um and more gentle probably on the cow than the human hand. But it, yes, there's a very um there's a process. So, it's um and I it's hard at first because we have milking contests, right, yeah. back in the day, and um, either you're good at it or you're not.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I now, I'll be, in full disclosure, I never have. Okay. And uh, I was a follow, am, am a follower of the late Zig Ziglar's teachings. Oh, okay. But he always, his him and his mother raised cows to make a living when okay. he was during the Depression, and he said... Here's a lesson for everyone. Cows don't give milk. You have to yeah. you have to coax every drop out. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so, so I was wondering did you find that that Uh, that was the case?
1: Well, it's kind of like, you know, you've seen some of those shows where the horse has to trust you to... uh, Right. So that's one thing about uh, being a dairy farmer. Cows have to be relaxed. Yes. Or they don't let their milk down. So it's only um, they have to be very comfortable. So that's one thing. I think if you were um, nervous, nervous or agitated, mm-hmm. then they might they be respond to that. So sure. it's one of those things where they have to, they've done studies of where do the cows like jazz music versus country. And will <laughs> they, you know, do they give more milk on either scenario? So that's why farmers make sure they have, you know, sand bedding or and farmers, some have water beds for their cows. So just to make sure that everyone's wow. like chill, very relaxed and happy so that they do, um, let them, let their milk down and provide milk.
0: Right. Exactly. And, uh, he even went on to say that, uh, the, the milk can even kind of taste bad if, if the cow itself is not relaxing. I mean, if you're making the cow nervous or whatever, right. if you, if you get any out and you're not, you know, taking care of the cow, so to speak, not relaxing it, if you're being mean to the cow or sure. whatever. Then he said,
1: I don't know. I've never heard that, but that's another reason why I'm sure dairy farm now. I've never heard that. Where some people say milk tastes different, different yeah. cows, but I've never tasted raw milk, so I wouldn't know. So, um, Uh-oh, yeah. there's
0: a challenge. No,
1: don't do it. It's illegal in <laughs> Indiana, so make sure pasteurized milk is what you're drinking. Okay, so. There you go.
0: <laughs> Got to get our disclaimer. Food safety
1: is right. very important. Yeah.
0: Uh all right let's move on to uh, J- uh July. Now that will be the ice cream month. Yep. Now, we talked a little bit about that. Yes. And um August is when the big uh, the, the state fair is. And, of course, you guys gotta be involved in that,
1: yes, yeah, so it's um seventeen days that were um the fair is open, and they just announced that their theme is they have a theme every year, one year in two thousand and twelve it was the year of dairy cow, which was very exciting, but this year is under the big top, so i'm I believe there'll be circus related theme um things to do there. And then for us, our big thing is the dairy bar. Mm-hmm. So, and that's usually the first thing that is oh, you work at the dairy association? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you work at the dairy bar making grilled cheeses? I said no. I don't actually make the grilled cheeses, but <laughs> um, we are there. So that's one thing. Um, we have a new grilled cheese that we feature usually every year, and this year was the winner of the ultimate grilled cheese contest last year. Last year, and it's called the Inside Out.
0: Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about okay. that. You were talking to me off mic about that, uh-huh. and the way you described it. I, it's one of those things yeah, that did, we're going to have to come do a podcast or something and film you. Uh, making yeah, old, I would do that. Yeah, or instruct because it's the way you describe it. It comes off as I think
1: I did a poor job describing well,
0: it. We fry a block of cheese, and that's what we call a grilled cheese. <laughs> no,
1: so you have two pieces of bread, uh, sourdough, and you have gouda and cheddar. So really, you would put the gouda inside the sandwich, and on each outer piece of bread is the cheddar. So if you think about, it, there's a, outer shell of cheddar mm-hmm. on the sourdough to make that crispy cut, crunchy like kind of
0: right.
1: on top and the and on the bottom and then there's gouda in the inside.
0: Now, when I was growing up at school, we had what was called toasted cheese, which was toasted more or less cheese. a piece of cheese Baked on, or you know, in this oh, case, okay. baked onto a slice of bread. I that
1: remember was... that, I think, at school. Yeah, yes, that exactly. was very, yes. Now, I just had a flashback. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's. I didn't see it once I got older, but yeah. when I was real, when, when I was very young, yes, that was one of the things. And now that sounds kind of like what you're talking about with uh, maybe a little that. I mean, kinda the cheese would be
1: more crusty and yes, not exactly. each, And then kind of with a grilled cheese. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, so kind of like that.
0: Yeah. Now, are you. you Uh, You've already said you're not there actually making the grilled cheese. No. You're not
1: they but, don't want me to yeah, yeah. Say, if
0: we <laughs> show up there
1: <laughs> I am there well, you're going to throw gonna on a some... hairnet
0: and you're going to I can
1: do that yes I've well, done it we'll yes. just
0: see we'll okay. just see lady <laughs> <laughs> see if yeah, you're gonna you're gonna let me
1: cook that. but uh, yeah and there's milkshakes too which is yes. easy to make because you just kind of pull mm-hmm. it so we have chocolate vanilla strawberry and a new flavor but we, we haven't announced the new flavor yet
0: oh so okay. more to come Would, now will you do that during the, the event or do you give it a little publicity a few weeks before?
1: We will probably debut it during our Fastest Rookie Luncheon um, oh, okay. here later this month.
0: All so. right. Be sure and send us a press release so we, we can will. get it out there.
1: Yeah, so I can even bring you right a now, sample. So.
0: I can guarantee you there's someone sitting at home listening to this, writing me a nasty letter saying, we have to know what that new flavor is. <laughs> well, uh, then you it, get in touch with that Purcell lady. And... That's right,
1: yeah. Well, maybe they'll get a free coupon. We can, we can do that if they're upset. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so. All right, good to know.
1: Yes.
0: Now, in the, then from after the fair, let's see, or did we cover a lot of what was um, going on during the fair? The farm? only
1: other thing that I think is really neat and people love is the cheese sculpture. So we've been doing yes. this for years as well. And Sarah Kaufman, uh, she's also the, the cheese lady. Mm-hmm. She makes a living just sculpting huge blocks of cheese into art so we've done our biggest sculpture had been over um two thousand pounds and then this year will be a little bit different we're going to be more engaging with the audience and maybe do some kind of cheese carving um with the public but she will have different size cheese sculptures to be like under the big top of of different themes Hmm. so okay yes
0: Uh, that's I guess any kind of sculpting is fascinating to me. It but is it's very, even,
1: and she does a great job to where I yeah. wouldn't have any idea. But yeah, so if you want to know what some of the cheese sculptures look like, really, you could um, Sarah Kaufman, Cheese Lady. You can Google it. There's all kinds of images. She's done anything from NASA to NFL. To she's traveled around the world, but she's she's a neat lady.
0: Now, what happens uh, after the fairgrounds? Uh, after the the state fair, what do you find yourself most busy on between then? Sleep. And, no,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pass out for a week. No, uh, usually then it's back to school. So we have our Feel up the place sixty um, initiative with, and it's a partnership with us, and then here locally with the Colts, mm-hmm. and it's really about with kids. It's an in school wellness program where it's youth led by um, all the kids. And basically, eating healthy, fueling up with those uh, nutrient rich foods from the food groups, and then getting 60 minutes of activity a day. So, the exciting thing is that the NFL, the Colts are a part of it. So, they usually are the the star power to the program and motivate the kids because usually, you know, a 30 something dietitian, they could care less what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, any kind of Colts player tells them what they eat for breakfast, they're writing it down to where I got to eat breakfast, I got to get exercise because I want to be like them. Them. So
0: it's kind of like when uh, your hero tells you something. I mean, your mother tells you. Yeah,
1: they're like, you know,
0: it's really important to keep your room clean or to eat your vegetables. Right. And, saying, yeah,
1: right, mom. Yeah. But then
0: when their hero, the football yeah. hero, that's right, sports hero, whatever, says say it, the exact same thing, I, then suddenly it, it means something.
1: That's right. So, so in this scenario, <laughs> the Dairy Association is the nagging mom, I guess. Saying, eat your vegetables there and you drink go. your milk. And then the, the Colts player is the cool hero. Yeah.
0: A, you know what? I think that's very important to put, uh, let me rephrase that. It's very important. It's to let everyone know that... The American Dairy Association is not just saying buy our product. They're they're explaining how it actually is beneficial to to your growth and uh, to just a daily life. Right.
1: That's true. That's one of the things I really wanted to work here is because they, they've always been that. For a National Dairy Council has been working with nutrition research and dairy research for over a hundred years. So um, that's one thing that we really find important that we make sure that the research is there and we we share this information with. Um, thought leaders and health professionals and also with the kids been in school wellness programs and it's maybe looked different but this is now Fuel to Play 60 and dairy farmers are you know we thank them because that's who contributed to this to make it happen they're just really passionate about childhood wellness and our future so um, that's that's who benefits is the kids in the schools
0: yeah we're just about out of time okay. so let's that go ahead yeah. <laughs> <They> did. let's <laughs> remind everyone if they want more information on the American Dairy Association what do they need to do
1: you can go to Winner's drinkmilk.com and if it's Fuel at the Place 60 you can find information there too and uh, on social media it's INDairy
0: all right, and uh, uh, if they want, that, that's also where they can get the schedule on uh, where you guys are going to be appearing, or what farms you're visiting, or whatever the case may be. Absolutely,
1: right? any kind of event we we will put on there as well, and usually any kind of information, and also our contact information. So if you do have questions or or want to visit a farm and, and need help finding one that you can, we would be happy to connect you.
0: Okay, Jeannie Browning, you mm-hmm. say that right yeah. this time? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Once again, we certainly do want to thank you for being our guest today on Central Indiana Today. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today on WYRZ.